It's the Spud Goodman Happy Hours. Yes, that familiar theme music warns you that it's time once again for the Spud Goodman Radio Show with Chick Hunter. 60 minutes of audio on the internet. And now, to start things off, here is the studio orchestra of the Spud Goodman Show, Accordion Joe. Because to you, who the social outcast, yes, you who are rejected, he wants you, he needs you, he loves you. Here comes the Spud Man, who goes down easy. Here comes the Spud Man. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rumble. Here he is, the head cheese meister of the world. Why? Web. It's Spud Goodman. Greetings, I am Spud Goodman, and welcome to our show. With me, as always, is my longtime co-host, Mr. Chick Hunter. I must compliment you tonight on your fashion ensemble really? you have on. Your t-shirt matches your socks. Well done. Well, well thanks. My mom bought me a bunch of new t-shirts at the dollar store. I was going to wear an orange That's So Raven one, but it's a little tight on me. I don't know how many times I've told my mom I don't wear a medium anymore. Well, I, I might be able to fit into it. Bring it to the studio, and I'll maybe give you a buck for it. Ooh, a buck. Um, I should probably state now that my mother, Safola, is in the studio with us tonight. Say hi, Mom. Hello, 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 worldwide web people. I am excited to be back in the studio speaking to everyone here with the son I almost died giving birth to. And you too, Chip. Thanks, Mrs. Goodman. I love it when you drop by to visit us. And, you know, that big batch of Rice Krispie treats you brought is very much appreciated. Well, I know you guys and the staff here are hungry, working mm -hmm. so hard on this radio show show make sure everybody gets some sure. uh, mom the interns are not eligible for free snacks that is reserved for tenured staff members sorry guys just keep your paws off the rice krispie treat don't you interns worry next time i come i will bake you your own batch and don't allow yourself to be hazed by my son he knows i know he feels tough love is in your best interest but a tasty snack is a must if you want to succeed in any job mom, that's so hot mom i can see you once again brought the band you manage with you tonight now i don't have a major problem with that you know cody foster army i i dig them but yeah, hi guys how's it going you guys think yeah i, I didn't invite you but my mom did so i'm good with it so um anyway i was supposed to have this like singer songwriter dude and he you know he texted me and said he was running late i i'm I, it's not a big deal like it's only one guy i could just you know text him back and say the show's canceled or something um but mom, can I ask why you only manage loud as hell punk and metal bands? What a well, stupid question. Well, rock and roll is what life is all about. Having your hair blown back, your bones shaking, and your inner soul bitch slapped. Jeez. There's a time for contemplating your innermost thoughts, and there is a time to rock out. And that is what I live for, okay? Are you going to introduce the boys? Mom, I do that in the musical guest interview segment, but okay. Hello, Cody. David and Dave uh, 
Do you guys uh, have a spare pair of earplugs? Because uh, for the record, I'm no pussy, okay? But I just just being prudent here. Don't be ashamed of being a pussy spud. Lemmy wears them, and he's still a stud. You know, sometimes it's better to be safe than deaf, bud. That's about, I just wad like up some toilet paper and then make two big spitballs before sticking them in my right. ear. Sometimes it does look a little tacky when they start falling out, but it does the job. Earplugs. That's right. Really? Ear- yes. Earplugs. Anyway, that's like drinking a near beer, man. <laughs> I generally avoid these cipher interactions. But usually people who claim not to be pussies are. I think Shakespeare said it best. Methinks thou doth protest too much. You are a bit of a wuss, but no use denying it. I don't know if I ever shared this on the air, but when my baby was born, the doctor said he was a bit shortchanged with his testosterone levels. It's nothing um, to be embarrassed no, no. about. No, was that really necessary? My T levels are just fine. I would put them up against any like MMA fighter or even anyone from the Legion of Boom any day of the week. Seriously. Anyway, uh, it's time for some music, though, right now. So we're going to hear a song performed live on my old Fox show. I played the studio version of this tune once before, but not this live recording he did on our show. Um, Here's Todd Snyder with Talkin' Seattle Grunge Rock Blues. Guys, uh, help yourself to the beer in the fridge I bought. A nice deli platter for you. It's by the soundboard. I hope you like salami. They, they, they'll be fine with salami, Mom. I mean, you never get that from me. But anyway, let's roll the we damn tune. We love salami, Miss Goodman. Can we have some of the Rice Krispie treats, too? Oh, sure. Help yourself. Rice Krispies. to be the only band that wouldn't play enough under any circumstances call it silence music's original alternative roots crunch so we spread the word through the underground that we were the hottest new young band in town this record guy come out to see us one day and just like always we refused to play man and knocked him out he said he loved our work He said he loved our work, but he wasn't sure if he could sell a record with no songs on it. I said, uh, dude, from Seattle. Hey, hey, my, my, rock and roll will never die. You just hang your hair 
you're down and you're rising, you'll make a million dollars. Well, they made us do a video, but that wasn't tough Cause we just filmed ourselves smashing stuff It was kinda weird cause there was no music But MTV said they would love to use it The kids went wild, kids went nuts Rolling Stone gave us five stars They would play with guts We were meeting chicks, taking drugs They asked us to do MTV Unplugged You should've seen it We went right out there and refused to do acoustical versions of the electrical songs That we refused to record in the first place And then we smashed all of our Just when it looked like fame would last forever Long come a band that wasn't even together Called, called Guns N' Roses Hey, my, my Rock and roll will never die You just hang your hair down in your eyes And you'll make a million dollars Well, our band got dropped And that's not funny Cause now we're hooked on crack But we're out of money So the other day I called up the band I said, guys I've taken all I can, I say we shave off these goatees Pack up the van Move back to Memphis This is the Spud Goodman Show We sure got the surprise of our lives Hi, I'm Marilyn Rice Cub, you're listening to the Spud Goodman Show Spud, the red light's on the phone. What does that mean? Well, that means he's probably holding. Let's check it out. Hey, uh, are you? let's see if he's there. Please welcome actor, comedian, producer, Louie Anderson. How the heck are you doing tonight, Louie? I'm good, Spud. How are you? Uh, actually, excellent, excellent. Um, yeah? So, I hear you'll be... The chick's there, chick's there too, right? Yep. Yeah, chick's I'm here, yeah. He's, he's here. And Spud hardly ever now, says he's excellent, my so mom, My mom's over in the over here with the band. That, that's a long story. I'm not going to get into that right now. She's busy. All right. She manages All the right, band. Mom. Um, Louie, don't know if you remember, but you were on my old Fox TV show, and that was about the time you had your own action figure from your cartoon series, Life with Louie. They were handed out with, like, Happy Meals at McDonald's. Having your own action figure must top anything a normal human could ever hope for. Do you still have any of them? You know, I do have a few. They really weren't action. They were kind of like, you know, they didn't move around much. In action then, huh? In action. They were just kind of, yeah, the kid who laid around. No, um, here comes Louie. getting out of bed. Um, I, I loved it. You know, the first time I drove through there and got one of the meals, it was a really big thrill because, you know, I'm a kid who grew up in the projects and, uh, loved uh, McDonald's and loved, right. uh, loved, you know, cartoons. And then for me to pull through there and get my own uh, Happy Meal with my own toy in it, that was a, a very uh, satisfying, joyful, and uh, rewarding event. And you got food, too. Super. That would be um, cool. Kind of food. Um, so, hey, my mom here wanted me to ask this question, as she's a big was a big fan of the show, at least when you were hosting. Uh, you, you hosted Family Feud. Did you ever see any sore losers display a bit of poor sportsmanship on the set, or did most of them wait until they got home to start bitching at each other for messing up? No. No, during the commercials, but people would say things like, hey, I don't know how you think you're getting home, but you're not riding with us. You know, to their family members, they would turn on them right in the middle. Oh, that's the dumbest question anybody ever said in the history of the family feud. You know, they would just go right after each other. It was really amazing. Um, you know, you know, people got so nervous because, you know, you think you really would be good at it. But the when the lights come on you and there's an audience there and I'm I'm. 
pressuring you for an answer. People get pretty, they get pretty nervous. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I can only imagine if my family went on there, though, it would never air because just ugly, ugly things would happen. I'm yeah, that's like, but <laughs> uh, uh, I think I'm going to sneeze. What, this again? Oh, what are you, allergic uh, to something? You shit, I got checked out. It can ruin an interview. I've been to a doctor, narrowed it down. I have the shampoo I use or the high karate you use. It's only when we're together. I, I know your mom keeps giving to you for birthdays and Christmas, but it's that's the problem. It sort of reeks. You know? can, can you cut back a little? If it's going to shut you up, okay. Um, well, Louie, you perf- you perform in Vegas a lot, and I, I know I also know you. Uh, at least I read this on the internet, and of course it's true. I know you played in the World Series of Poker in 2006. So here's my question: Do you find it difficult to concentrate while performing when the, those penny slots are right there within a few hundred feet of you on stage? Because I enjoy the slots myself. I was going to ask Carrot Top this because he was on a while back, but I forgot to ask him. I uh, I tell you what, you know, like I sit in a slot chair on stage sometimes just because I do this one bit using the chair yeah. and I just imagine myself playing a giant penny machine where uh, a big virtual fish is mocking me. Hey loser, how are you? Glad to have you here. You know, you just feel like you get so mad. I get so mad with, at, with the penny slots. You can lose $100 on a penny slot in no time. Yes, you can. That is verified. I will I will back you up on that statement. It, it's painful. Um, you know, on my rewards card, you know the rewards card they give you? I just reached pathetic status. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Got to start somewhere. I got I to get me one of those cards. <laughs> um, so, Louie, what's your take on reality TV shows, uh, wink, wink? Because uh, they seem to be the main fare on basic cable channels these days. If I did one, I'd demand my own script writer and final cut. But uh, you were a celebrity diving contest uh, member. Uh, it was it was on ABC called Splash. How was that experience for you? Well, you know, that was a really great experience. I have to tell you, it might seem crazy to do it. But, you know, I'm sitting on the couch. My manager shows me the clip. And it was from the, the original show that aired in Holland. And I said, I'll do it. I said, I'll do it. And... Then uh, when I found out that all the, like, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was going to be on the show, one of my favorite NBA players, oh, yeah. and yeah. I just thought, I just thought, I got to do this thing, and it was so much fun, and it actually ended up inspiring a lot of people, you know, who are overweight and who had trouble with things. They figured if Louie could do it, they could do it, and we started a thing called Get Off the Couch, um, where you know, encouraging people to get in the water or go for a walk or start moving around other people who weren't moving around. So right, right. Turned out to be a really good thing. Super. It wasn't painful at all? Yeah. I, I, I hit my, I did a belly flop and if you've seen my belly, you know how much pain that could be. Yeah, I can only, yeah, I can imagine. Because you don't, you, you know, you don't have any idea how hard the water is. You know that thing where they say water can be like concrete? Yeah. I mean, really, so many people got hurt, and I think that's why the show isn't on again, because a guy blew out his eardrum. Uh, you know, Kareem hit the... Adamican Sue hit the bottom of the pool and got a bloody nose, and uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, he hurt his back. And so, 
a lot of people did get injuries on it, but I'd do it again. I I really had a lot of fun, and I didn't have any permanent injuries from it. Dang, I, I'm not a flopper. I'm more of a cannonball guy, but dang, okay, all right. I kind of slip in off the edge. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Spud, can I use your nose trimmer again? I, I know I said it by my own, but I keep forgetting it. I really what? need one right now. It says radio. No one can see your nose hairs. Well, I sort of have a date after the show tonight. I met her at Costco last weekend. Hair? We both like Hunt's ketchup, not Heinz. So we were putting a couple of those big bottles in our basket, and we just Look, started you talking. I'm interviewing Louis freaking Anderson right now. Tell me later. And no, you cannot borrow my nose hair trimmer again. I don't know what I was thinking before now zip it well okay okay louie i i have a kind of a serious question um i wanted to get your your uh input on this how big a loss to, uh to the world of comedy was the passing of joan rivers this year because she was she was a true pioneer as a woman in stand-up well you know um i think the hard thing about the joan passing is you know she went in for a procedure and everybody thinks you know oh that could have been avoided you know, that kind of a thing. But, you know, she had a great life. She worked up until the night she went in for that procedure. Mm-hmm. And so I give her a lot of, you know, like I think Joan would have really been happy she worked up right till the end. It's a huge loss. She opened so many doors for not just men, but for women also. Right. That, you know, just can't even be measured. I talked to Roseanne right after Joan's death and she talks about how, you know, there'd be no Roseanne if there wasn't a Joan and there'd, you know, there'd be no Amy Schumer if there wasn't a Joan. And there, you know, all the women who, you know, she she really did, um, she really did uh, blaze a trail for them. And it's a huge loss. And she was a very good friend. I was the first person who did her talk show after she left Johnny. And I even hosted it for a week after Edgar killed himself. So I, um, I'm going to miss Joan. Uh, the great thing is I'm going to do everything I can to keep her comedy alive and well in the memory of her. Wow, yeah, she's she's truly going to be missed. Um, okay, um, well, let me hit you with my, uh, this is my contractually obligated question I must uh, pose to uh, celebrity guests. What's been your most memorable moment to this point uh, as a performer? Um, I'd have to say doing the 10th annual uh, young comedian special was was one, but I have to say, bringing my mom to the White House and performing for Reagan was the biggest event. Well, did they, uh, they get dinner and everything? The whole deal? The whole deal. Super. That would have been very cool. All right. Well, hey, I know you. Uh, I know you got stuff to do, so I'm going to let you go here, Louis Anderson. We Thanks really, so much. Not a problem because we really appreciate you taking yeah. the time to call in tonight. It was a long time ago we spoke, so I'm hoping in the future we can stay in touch. I'd love to, and uh, you guys have a great night, and, uh, you know, next time uh, we'll meet you at the pool and see who does the best drive. You're on. All right, there you go, Mr. Have a good show. Mr. Louis Anderson. Thanks, man. I'm on a food plan now. You know where they give you the whole week? I'm up to next Wednesday. You can't give a person my size the whole week's worth. <laughs> Think about it. That's like a drug addict. Here's your drugs for the week. <laughs> Thank you. I love you. <laughs> People always want me to smoke pot for some reason after the show. And I always tell them the same thing. Listen. 
I don't need another reason to be hungry. I do not. My friends smoke pot, I get the munchies. I can't even have food in the house. I don't have any food in the house. Because if I have food in the house and I'm laying in bed, I go, I bet that Captain Crunch is lonely in the cupboard. For a genuine musical treat, tune in to the Spud Goodman Show, radio's famous program that takes you on a magic carpet of melody to a world of beauty. All right, it's musical guest interview time. Please say hello to Cody Foster Army, the band, of course, that my mother uh, manages. And, you know, again, I'll, I'll state it publicly. I dig them too, so, you know. It's, it's not an nepotism thing. I actually like them myself. So, Americans gentlemen... Americans love a winner. Gentlemen, now, I, I'm going to ask you right now to identify yourselves prior to beginning the this uh, Cody Q&A. Foster Army. Yeah, I want their names. Oh, oh I'm Cody. I... Why don't you go first, we, we, Dave? I'm Dave. There's only three of you guys. Come on, it's not yeah. that hard. And I'm Dave. All right, two, two. Daves and a Cody. Yeah, right, we just say the Daves and Cody. That yeah. always works. There you go. Well, I cannot lie. It's been difficult listening to my mother go on and on and on about your band and, and how much and she on. loves working with you. And I'm not the jealous type, but I am kind of sick of hearing Cody Foster Army is so freaking amazing or that Cody Foster is so darn charming or the one I heard yesterday. She said, the she earth is too. fortunate <laughs> to have both of the Daves from the band among us as they are so inspirational to the common man. Sometimes I almost puke listening to her, you know, have her rave, just raving, 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 raving nonstop about you. Well, it's the back rubs, I think, really, yeah, honestly. Yeah, Whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever. I use oil. We like her food. Okay. Is it true all three of you guys are, are founding members of the Tacoma Menza branch? Because I know you guys are smart, but I didn't know you were that smart. Yes. Yes. All of it's true. Yes. All right. So whatever. IQ well, of like 120. 120? Is that, mom, is that good? Sounds good to me. All right, super. <laughs> um, Seriously. Yeah, really. So, okay, what's the name of the first song you guys are going to perform? This song is called Lost Wisdom. All right, super. Well, let me put in my earplugs first. Uh, all right, go ahead. Start playing. I love this one. It's about teaching Charles.
is the Spud Goodman Show. Courtney, Chloe, Chloe, Courtney, Chloe. Hercules, fabled in song and story. Hercules, yeah. ancient glory, fighting for the right, fighting with his might, with the strength of ten ordinary men. Courtney, Hercules, Chloe, people are safe when near him. Hercules. Only the evil fear him Seriously in his eyes Iron in his thighs That's so hot in his heart Fire in every part of the mighty Hercules Welcome to Manned Space Exploration Hercules Fill us with awe and wonder Hercules What's that chicken still doing on? the heavens thunder Freest of the free Ranger of the sea, ruler of the air, fighting everywhere. That's so hot. Hercules, honor and right shall lead him. Seriously. Hercules, brother to all who need him, brave and swift and smart. Fire in his heart, strong and swift his eye, raise the battle cry for the mighty Hercules. Don't touch that mouse. Spud and Chick will be right back after this brief intermission. return to more action-packed thrills and excitement on the spud goodman radio show all right it's that time again yes we will now present for you my clip of the week after careful deliberation i chose this one mostly due to my erotic desires towards this woman she now has her own internet location where you can find her the sarah palin channel that's so hot that's right and you can get sarah all i mean 24-7, all the Sarah you could possibly handle. And whether you want the latest up-to-date reports on her family members' brawls at Keggers or her husband Todd's current snowmobile point standings, all kinds or of yes, perversions. you know, yes, even Bristol's latest social faux pas, you can get it all here at the Sarah Palin channel. Check out her latest station promo. Here it is. Hello, hello, and welcome to a new project. This is a news channel. This is this is this is a news channel that really is a lot more than a lot more than a lot more than news. This is a community. 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 Are you tired of the media filters? Well, 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 I am on my terms. Most importantly, I want you to talk directly to me, the powers that be. That's what I'm most anxious, anxious, anxious about. We'll go around all that. We'll also share some of the fun that goes on in the Palin household and a lot of our adventures in the great outdoors, trying to just get us from point A to point B. And believe me, it is fun. The fun that goes on in the Palin household 
and believe me, it is fun. The fun that goes on in the Palin household. And believe me, it is fun. The fun that goes on in the Palin household. And believe me, it is fun. The fun that goes on in the Palin household. And believe me, it is fun, fun, fun. Some of the events that we're so blessed to participate in. You can watch our channel right here on your computer. Right here, right here, right here on your computer. Together, let's live life vibrantly, purposefully, and boldly. I must say this, Mom. You, you know, you do have good taste in music. I got to give you that. Uh huh. Remember, like, when I was in junior high and you'd break out your MC5 and Stooges albums when I had sleepovers with my friends at our place? I mean, all my buddies love staying up all night listening to your records. Oh, those were memorable times. Yeah, they, they Where were. did those years go? Really? Now, I mostly sit alone in the apartment with the headphones on listening to all the hardcore metal songs you send me, the ones you don't want to play in your post-show report. And by the way, I have to ask, when did you well, get so mellow in your taste in music? What? It's pretty soft stuff, if you ask me. Am I right, Cody? Well, Miss Goodman, I try not to judge too much. Some of the stuff he plays, it's, you know, it's a little Muzaki. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to hear something with some balls once in a while. What? Well, he's getting older, you know. I I'm not going to apologize for the music I play on this show. I like all kinds of music, okay? I was just thinking that maybe you could do a metal segment every week. It could really help with the ratings, Spud. You would be surprised how many headbangers there are out there. Right, Dave and David? Absolutely, Mrs. Goodman. You know, I might listen to a show once in a while if you did it. Uh, if I could interject here, louder's not always better. I mean, maybe not. 95% of the time it's there, you know, but it's not always. It's the variety that you need. I'm just saying. But, you know, I have a couple of other bands I represent besides the Cody Foster Army. Don't get me wrong. They are the top band on my roster. And we are grateful, Miss Goodman. Uh, but, Spud, if you put me in charge of booking bands and the music played on your post-show report... The show could really take off. Well, Unless you're afraid of that S-word, <gasps> success. Spud, your mom has a point here. It sure explains why you are wrapped in fear whenever the possibility of success is near. Sometimes, man, the answer is not to stick your head in the sand and have one more beer. You know, I sort of feel a little ganged up on here. Chick, as my co-host, you're expected to have my back at all times, well, and I'm not feeling it. Well, I, I really can't? can't argue with the truth. I mean, I can, but my heart just wouldn't be in it. Whatever. All right, I need to move on as we have a guest waiting on the line, I think, to speak with us. Uh, Chick was on one. Do we got it? Spud, Spud, our wall of engineers say we have a call. Well, I hope so. I believe he's holding on the line for us. Uh, hey, Larry, you there? Hello. All right, yes, yeah, super. Me. Super. Welcome to the Spud Goodman Radio Show. <laughs> What's up, Spud? Yeah. Um, oh, Spud. Uh, Larry, you're now on a comedy tour once again, and I heard that you have something in common with the, uh, with the great John Madden. You don't dig flying and travel around the country on the Larry-mobile, in your case. Is that a camper or a fully tricked-out RV with a microwave and bidet? 
Yeah, I don't. I got no bidet on there. I know that much. Okay. Got a. It's got a hose down there in the bottom. If you wanna, you know, clean up, you get the hose on here. But, but uh, no, it's a full fledged bus. It's a forty five foot marathon. I've been touring in it for a long time. You know, I've been on the road for many, many days, many years. So. But yeah, I'm like John Madden. I don't like to fly either. I like to take the bus everywhere. Now, sometimes I have to fly because that's the only way to get there. But I'd rather take the bus. But yeah, we got a bus, take the wife and kids, and have a heck of a time on it. Super. Um, well, let's do a little bit of uh, This Is Your Life. Larry, you were raised on a pig farm. Did you ever become really close yeah. to any of the pigs? Maybe make one a pet and make them off limits to future salivating bacon lovers? No, you know what? I never made friends with them because I know it doesn't want to eat them. So you never want to name what you're going to eat. I write that down. That's you a good I mean? point. Write that down. I'll stop naming that, my sandwiches. That, that, that's a, that's why I couldn't live in France. You know, they eat horses in France. Yeah, that's disgusting. I know. That, that would that would that would I bother know. me. Um, oh, I act, I actually got a hold. Have you ever eaten horse meat? No, no, no. I I, love I actually uh, one of these fast food restaurants. I don't know which one it was, but that. I guess found that they were serving horse meat, and uh, I got the trots. <laughs> All right, bum. super. Uh, well, Larry, growing up, you were lucky. Sometimes to ha- I kill myself. Yeah, de- definitely. Um, Larry, you were lucky to have some pretty cool parents. I can't believe I didn't even get one laugh on that. I ate a horse meat and got the trots. Nothing for me to. But you're not. But you're not hearing the people at home. You're not hearing that. So. Um, Spot, ask Mr. Cable Guy if he knows anyone at Comcast Cable. They said they'd come out and fix my parents' DVR, but they didn't show up. And it so? only records shows or movies with Channing Tatum in them, and it won't let me erase them either. Is that weird or what? I guess, but zip it. Please don't mess up this interview, okay? Well, it's not that my mom and dad don't like Channing Tatum. Well, I actually think he's pretty talented, but too much of anything gets a little boring. Oh, and my dad hates him. Um... Well, growing up, Larry, you were lucky to have some pretty cool parents. Your your dad evidently played with the Everly Brothers a bit, and I read your mom occasionally performed as an Elvis impersonator. How cool is that? Yeah, it's amazing, wasn't it? They're unbelievable. You know, my my mom's on medical marijuana now, and uh, I told her the other day she's smoking too much of it. She said, "How do you know how much smoke?" I said, "Cause Meals on Wheels has been by your house eight times today." <laughs> okay, okay. You got us on that one. Well, yeah, and just remember when you hit town, uh, it's legal oh. up here. Remember that. Remember that, all right? You guys, you guys are a tough nut. Yeah, um, but, you know, tough I, nut. that would have been pretty kind of cool to have, you know, your parents in show business and stuff because my, my, you know, my dad just gambled in poorly, by the way, and cheated on my mom. But, you know, she's in the studio right now with me with Cody Foster, the band she manages. And, um, you know, she couldn't pull off me Elvis, but I think she could do some Engelbert Humperdinck if, if you know, if she was really pressed because Wayne she could Newton. do After the Loving. She does that at karaoke all the time. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, did your mom have, like, a, like a wig and everything? Yeah. <laughs> yes, she... She had the whole deal, the sideburns going and everything. You never tell the difference. You never tell the difference. She can do her. She can do Elvis. She can do Merle Haggard. She can do both of them. Well, that isn't that. That would be very cool. Um, hey, well, back in 2006, you were roasted on the Comedy Central show. I, I think Jeff Ross, who was on our show recently, uh, was on that roast too. My question is: It more fun to be the roaster or the roastee? You know what? They're both fun. I mean, everybody up there was. A buddy of mine, so uh, he knew what to expect. Um, 
So I think, well, being roaster, of course, is a lot of fun, but um, they're both pretty good, you know. I mean, it was a good time. I enjoyed it. All right, super. No low blows, though. That's okay. Jeff was saying the only one that he would be afraid of would be uh, facing Lisa Lampanelli. You know, that's about the only person that... Uh, so, I mean, everybody has their their foe that it puts, you know, makes them wet their pants a little bit up on the dais. But, uh, so let me... Yeah, Lisa's awesome. Lisa, we got the same manager. Lisa, she's, uh, she's real good at it. And uh, I like old uh, Nick DiPaolo is a buddy of mine. We oh, yeah. enjoyed it. And Jeff, I really like Jeff because we're both fans of the old-time vaudeville-type comics. And so we get along good. It was just a, it was just a fun thing to do. And, uh, and uh, those roasts are pretty cool. Speaking of buddies, I hear you're, you're uh, friends with Lewis Black. Is that accurate? Lewis and I have known each other for a long time. Uh, we used to work together in comedy clubs, and he's uh, just a real stand-up guy. We get along really well, and, and I really like him. He's uh, fun to hang out with. Yeah, he's a brilliant, brilliant comedian. Uh, so let me segue to this. Larry, you were on 60 Minutes, uh, just like presidents and major newsmakers. Did you pinch yourself when you watched your segment later when you got home? And I'm like, what the hell am I doing on the show with people that are generally on the <laughs> yeah, front page? Yeah, that was pretty cool. I mean, it's not every day, you know, Bob Simon shows up at your door, but it, yeah. was, uh, it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. You know, Bob Simon told me I didn't know what kind of a thing they were going to do on it, but he had told me when he showed up, I asked him to, I asked him why he picked me, and he said uh, uh, he was in the Gulf War, he was uh, captured, you know, and thought he was going to die, and he said that the thing that kept him alive was going over comedy routines in his head, and he said that he's a fan of all kinds of comedy, but he said that... Uh, he got a copy of some of my early stuff way back in the day, and he said that he was always a fan of my, he liked my style of jokes. Mm -hmm. and he said I was one of them guys that, he was sitting in a, in a prison, he was sitting in a little jail cell there, and uh, going over jokes to keep him alive. He said some of my stuff was some of the stuff that he used to, think about and quote in his head so wow spot i think what? i'm I, I think i'm starting to get pink eye look at my eye oh the other one yeah, yeah no. what uh, do you think I, it looks fine to me look close. Be quiet well it may not be totally pink but it's getting there am i contagious or something i don't want to be quarantined oh maybe i should have kept this to myself i doubt the cdc is listening to the show oh, okay good i'll just use more visine hey can i ask larry if he knows anything about pink eye no larry what's still on the wish wish list for you at this point in your career anything left you really want to do uh, no, not really. I've already done more than I ever thought I would. I still enjoy touring and uh, telling jokes and and meeting people. I enjoy that. I enjoy the travel a little bit. And uh, but as far as anything else goes, no, not not really. I mean, I never thought I'd ever do movies, and I've done those. I never thought I'd ever have a book out and I did that. There's so many things that just kind of happened that I didn't even think, you know, think right. about doing. So it's been pretty awesome. I mean, when you're 
We have, uh, then we did the Cars movie. So you know, when you go and that went well, you have little kid. When you have, yeah, when you have little kids and you go out to Disney World, and they have an entire theme park around a movie that you did, and you're one of the main voices of that theme park. That's probably one of the coolest things. I don't think much more of a career thing could be bigger than that. Yeah, Larry, want to thank you seriously a bunch for calling in tonight on our show. Um, and all I can say is. You know, in closing, is be safe tooling around the interstate highways in the Larry Mobile, all right? <laughs> I'll do it. I appreciate it, folks. All right. Take it easy, man. Yep. You ever go to a drive-in movie and start drinking and you get drunk and pass out in the car and wake up the next morning, you're part of a flea market? <laughs> you ever do that? <laughs> man, I love that flea market now, I tell you. You like that flea market? I was up there the other day with this girl, looking good, man. Little shorty shorts on, a half shirt, ball cap. Man, I was looking good at the flea market. I tell you what, man. Looking good. This is the Spud Goodman Show. I don't understand. All right, it's musical guest time again. And my mom, mom, okay, mom, you can do it. Okay, fine, do it. Okay, here's my guys, the Cody Foster Army Rocket. Goodman Radio Show. The, the challenge is this, Governor. Even if Republicans sweep the senatorial elections and end up with 55 Senate seats, we would still have only 55 seats in the U.S. Senate. And the reason I say that is because to remove Barack Obama from office, actually remove him from office, would take 12 Democrats minimum voting with the Republicans do you really believe that that is even vaguely possible? And which Democrats would you be targeting to try to persuade them to join a vote to remove the president? 
liberals want us. Liberals want, want, want us to believe that they love hearing this talk of impeachment because they're going to be able to turn it around, turn it around for their re-election bids. And it's a kind of a reverse psychology thing. We should impeach. We should impeach. We should impeach. You've got to know that there are still Reagan Democrats and Blue Dog Democrats do the right thing because we're independent. Both sides of the aisle, you know, both political parties have so many problems. Independent Democrats will do the right thing. Okay, but who are they? Who are they? As more Americans open their eyes, to this lawless president's the reason we need to rein it in. President, 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 president. The will of the people be made manifest by our pressure. Here's, here's, here's how we find out. Yeah, yeah, you vote with Obama. But here's the question, question for you. Uphold the will of the people and respect it. Articles of impeachment, impeach, impeach, impeachment. You're talking about uh, more than one-fourth of the Democrats in the United States Senate would have to vote, mm-hmm. and we fight and fight and fight and fight, mm-hmm. and then lose, mm-hmm. that would be a profound negative for the conservative movement. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. It was good Democrats to stand up, stick their necks out, even if it hurts and destroys their own future, their political future. Broad on the American people, broad on the American people, Barack Obama, Barack Obama. Willful refusal, willful refusal conducted by Barack Obama. Execute the laws and usurp the constitutional authority and the constitutional authority and prerogatives of Congress. 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 No, no, no. We have the voice of truth. He would see a huge lift in his popularity and he would play the victim card. The policies of America that affect my everyday life, people understand that Obama is fundamentally destroying America. That only remedy being provided by our founders and that is articles of impeachment, articles of impeachment, articles of impeachment. Greetings, beautiful mutants. This is Mark Mother's Bathroom Debo with you on the Spud Goodman Show. Spud, uh, the band invited me to go outside and have a smoke with him, so I'll be you back in a minute. smoke? I know, but I want to go out and see how, how to look cool. Like, I don't know how to stand when you smoke. Do you lean on something or what? Do you have that little fake cigarette thing you guys oh, you had the wall well, oh, never that mind. Just go. I got this. I can handle this myself. I got Richard Marks. Is, let's, let me see if he's on the air. Is he, is he holding? Let's do this. Please welcome recording artist and Grammy Award winner Richard Marks to the Spud Goodman Show. How are you doing, Richard? I'm great, Spud. How are you doing? Um, actually, very good. Um, so you're now on a national tour good. and will be appearing in Seattle at El Corazon on October 5th. Uh, but listeners in our other markets, we're on a bunch of other stations, can obtain uh, further tour information at your website because you're, you're all over the place. Um, so let's get going here. Richard, according to Google, you have sold like 30 million records to this point. And I'm pretty sure Google's never wrong. So some might ask, why are you not on some private island relaxing right now? How do you know I'm not? Well, that's a good point. I really don't. Um, <laughs> you don't know. You can't see me. <laughs> that's, a, that's a fine point. Uh, you know what? I I uh, I love to work. I love. I, I'm more excited about writing songs and doing shows than I've ever been. And I think I appreciate it more now than I ever did before. Beautiful goodbye. It's your first release in almost like ten years. How would you describe uh, the new record to your fans? Well, I. I I'm always writing songs and I've spent a lot of, you know, the last several years writing songs with other artists for their records and producing other people and doing right. all kinds of other collaboration projects. Um, 
and along the way, I'm always writing songs for myself here and there, and, and I figure, you know, if if they sort of reveal themselves into becoming an album, you know, that just sort of happens organically. Now, let's touch on the fact that you have written a bunch of hits for other recording artists. And, you know, I've never understood this part of the industry. I mean, if I wrote something pretty good, I'm not saying I'm selfish or anything, but I'd probably just keep it for myself. Is this like having a baby and giving it away to a stranger? How's that work? No, I've never felt like it. I've never felt that way. I've never given a song away that I regretted giving away because I, huh. you know, I probably wrote that song with them in mind. You know, I, <clears throat> you know, one of the, I wrote a really big hit for Sync when they were, you know, the biggest they ever were. And I had a lot of people, it's called This I Promise You, and I've had a lot of people say, you know, why didn't you keep that song for yourself? And I, I'd already had a bunch of hits at that point as a singer. And right. I, but I had not written a big hit for a group like Sync, so that was the whole point. That was the whole, you know, the reason I wrote that song was for them. And so I didn't even blink. There was no, uh, I've never had that experience. You know, I always figure the songs that I write that are personal, those are the songs that I'm going to end up recording, you know, because that would make no sense for me to give away a song that was really personal to me to somebody else. But a lot of the songs that I write with other people, I write you know, like I said, with them. So Keith Urban and I will sit in a room and we'll write the song together. And so I never feel like my role is anything but as a facilitator to help Keith or whether it's Chris Daughtry or Jason Wade from Lifehouse or Vince Gill or, you know, anybody. Mm -hmm. uh, my job in that room is to facilitate them accomplishing what they're trying to accomplish. And I'm just a collaborator. And I... I love having had those two careers, you know, for 30 years now. Right. I can be the guy up on stage singing my hit songs and having everybody sing along and, and, and be the in the spotlight, but I can also be just as comfortable behind the scenes uh, shining a light on somebody else, you know? So I think that that's been the, the key to the longevity of my career, actually, is that, I, you know, I, I haven't just been one thing. I've been a, you know... A, a bunch of different things. Right. Great band. Uh, help you with your first record? Was that is that an accurate story? See, Waybill wrote songs with me on my first album, second album, third album, fourth album. He's written on every I album did not except notice. this new one, I think. And wow. it's not that we're not still best friends. I just had dinner with him two nights ago. Um, but yeah, Fee Waybill was, uh, <clears throat> you know, I was a huge, uh, for people who don't know, he's the lead singer of The Tubes, and right. I was a huge, and still am a huge fan of The Tubes. And um, Absolutely. And I met him when I was about 19, I just moved out to LA and I met Fee and I was you know, a huge fan. And, and he was really kind to me and he had heard that I was a new young songwriter in town. And he said, you know, why don't we get together and you know, see if we can write a song together. So we ended up writing a song for his solo album that he did in 84 or 83. And, uh, and we had a great time writing together, but we just forged a friendship that is, uh, you know, we've been lifelong best friends. Well, I would be remiss here if I uh, did not heap praise on your video for the Richard Marks soundtrack for Self Pleasure, released on the Funnier Die website. It is, it is freaking great, and I'm guessing that uh, if that CD actually was sold, it would have it would have turned millions of units. Because there's a clear market for this worldwide. Huh, was was that pretty cool doing that? Project? I think so. Yeah, it was really fun because the <clears throat> you know the Funnier Die people are great. It's a great organization. Yes, they're total pros, um, and they it actually started with a different, completely different idea. Um, there's this really 
funny, talented, great girl named Chelsea Peretti, who's on that show, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Uh-huh. And she's a comedian and writer, and she um, brought me an idea to do with Funny or Die. And as we started to develop it, we it was a great, funny idea, but we couldn't. it didn't have legs. We couldn't really sustain it into a, a full piece. Uh-huh. And so literally just sort of like off the cuff I said well what if we did something completely different and we just changed the words to some of my songs and, and so you, you know I, I don't want to give it away so people brilliant. want to go click on the video but yeah. um, they jumped on that and so I wrote the treatment and and I think it was a couple of days later I came in and they staged it all and uh, yeah it was really fun alright super well I want to thank you Richard Marks for taking some time to uh, spend with us and uh, I wish you the best on your tour and with the new record Thanks, Buzz. Good talking to you. This is the Spud Goodman Radio Show with Chick Hunter. Ms. Goodman, would you mind if I took home the leftover Rice Krispie treats after the show? There's still a lot of them. Wow. Oh, sure, Chick. I made five batches, so I thought would be some leftovers. And Cody, you boys take the deli plate with you. It's hard to rock when your stomach is growling, right? Why, thank you, Miss Goodman. You think I could get that recipe from you? Those treats are awesome. Uh, you know, I don't make it a practice to give out my recipes. But for you boys, sure, you bet. Just promise me you won't post it or share it with anyone outside of the band. That recipe has been in the family for years. Uh, hey guys, you have no idea how many boxes of Rice Krispies yeah, my mother has bought Krispies. over the years. And no offense, Mom, I've always hated that cereal. It's just totally gross. Spud, you are one ungrateful little shit. Your mom slaves in the kitchen? And you care not one bit? Some of us had mothers who would never bake, and all mine did was knit. So just eat a few and say thanks, you twit. You say this now to the mother who almost died giving Spuck! Yeah, man, well, that's a mean thing to say to your mother. In my family, we eat what's put in front of us, and we're grateful. You know, dude? Mrs. Goodman, have you ever tried experimenting with the recipe and substituting tricks for Rice Krispies? My mama makes them that way. Cool. My uncle makes Count Chocolate treats. Of course they couldn't touch your stuff, though. Lots of great ideas. Hey, hey, can we change the subject here? I'm trying to wrap oh, up the show. Sorry. Maybe everyone could swap recipes after we're off the air, man. Oh, okay, so the bottom line is so I can still take home the leftovers? I don't think I'll ever get sick of whatever you bake, Mrs. Goodman. I think it's the margarine. Uh-huh. I use twice the amount of blue bonnet that's called for. Now, there I go and share one of my top baking secrets. It won't leave the room. Okay. Can we edit that out of the show? Seriously. Mom, this is a live radio show right now. I mean, I'll talk to the engineer when they turn it into a podcast, but we'll deal with it later. Okay, I got to close the show. Is everyone okay with this? I mean, I wouldn't want to hog the microphone here, but I do have a job to do. Sure, it's your show, man. I'm good with it. Whatever, dude. Spud, don't you think it would be great to end the show with another song from the band? Uh, yeah, okay, that, that'd be swell, Mom. Um, okay, I'm Spud Goodman. Be all that you can be, and I mean that. God bless and ciao. Once again, Cody Foster Army. If anyone cares, I'm fine with ending the show now, too. Uh, I love my boys, and here's the Cody Foster Army. I you rock that, it, Mom. you guys. Yeah, start it. There they go. <laughs> Thank you.
facsimile of a radio program. If this was not a real radio program, you would have been instructed to go to another website in hopes of finding one. The Spud Goodman Radio Show represents the last line of defense in our ongoing battle to rid the world of generic entertainment. Get involved. Together we can make a difference. The show is written and directed by Spud Goodman, produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Productions. Original music by Michael Spots and Tom Harmon. Executive producer is Lori Madsen. Our intern is Trent Botello. And Spud's Greek chorus is The Folk Singers in Hell. Live music production and broadcast engineering by On One at the facilities of NWCZ Radio. Check out Spud's TV stuff on YouTube, his radio stuff on iTunes, NWCZ, or SpudGoodman.com. And follow Spud on all types of social media. Believe me, he's finally getting the hang of this stuff. Opinions expressed on this show do not reflect those of this station, the sponsors, or any other living being except Spud Goodman. Copyright 2014, Spud Goodman Productions. David Brenneman speaking. Northwest music. This is an hour of sterling conversation. This is an hour of analysis of the previous hour of the Spud Goodman Show. This is the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. Hello, everyone listening all around the world. Now on this internet thingy, my name is Safola Goodman, and I am the mother of Spud Goodman. Now, I know a lot of people don't really care for my baby. Yes, he can be pretty annoying. A little. But he means well most of the time. This is such a thrill to be hosting tonight's post-show report. With me is Chick Hunter. Hello, Ms. Goodman. Dave on the sound controls. Hello. On one, the engineer. And oh, Hi. yes, those darn interns whose names I have already forgotten. Nah, we Say hello, guys. Anyway. Hi. Okay, so now, don't we have some songs coming up? And I can't wait to hear them. What do you want to play? So, uh, what do you want to... Let's start off with a couple of songs to get us in the mood. Sounds good to me. First up is a Seattle band that is currently touring the country, Prom Queen. It is led by the talented and quite the looker, Lini Ramadan. The band's new album, which was recently released, is titled Midnight Veil, and it is pretty cool, if you ask me. This song is called Pretty Little Thing. Following from Prom Queen is a Brooklyn, uh, my hometown. That's Brooklyn. Brooklyn based band, Streets of Laredo, and their song, Girlfriend. Enjoy. 
Well, please welcome my boys from Cody Foster Army once again. I hope you guys had enough time to grab a couple of beers and some snacks. Is there anything I can get to? I aim to please, and that's why I am about to be number one in music management in this area very soon. No detail is too small. Rock and roll, right, guys? Yeah! Okay, so when we do hit it big, and we are on Jimmy Kimmel and Letterman, start thinking about what you want me to put in your appearance rider. Very soon, under my direction, you will be able to demand just about anything that will make you happy. Is there anything that comes to mind right now? Conan O'Brien. Super. Uh, fresh. Oh, you want to be on Conan too? Yes, that's but what we But we can get you fresh crab legs, a few oh, dozen mm. aromatic candles in the dressing room, an unlimited supply of corn nuts. Mm. Nothing will be too that good. Kind of does it all right there. That sounds pretty yeah. damn good. I'm hungry. Super. Well, for those aspiring little musicians out there, what is the key in writing a hit rock and roll song? Oh, you got to be careful not to trip over the fronts. <laughs> Other than that, you know, everything's great. Yeah. 
Don't knock anything over. Yeah. Okay, just jump right in. And can you share an inside rock and roll secret? Do any of your amps really go up to 11? No, but my tattoos do. Super. Sometimes mm. it sounds just like that. What is the name of your last song you're going to perform tonight? Reno, what's the name of the last song, buddy? Divisible Freedom. Yeah. Okay, here we go with the Coda Foster Army. Let's go, guys. to the Spud Goodman post-show report. Okay, now, Ms. Goodman, this is where we're going to like rehash the, one of the clips we had earlier. So the first one we're going to do is when we talk to Louis Anderson. Super. Oh, I like Louis Anderson. Yeah, yeah and it, he's a real nice guy. So um, we've got that on tape here. Let's hear some. And uh, rewarding event. And you got food, too. Super. That would be um, cool. Kind of food. Um, so, hey, my mom here wanted me to ask this question as she's a big was a big fan of the show, at least when you were hosting. Uh, you, you hosted Family Feud. Did you ever see any sore losers display a bit of poor sportsmanship on the set? Or did most of them wait until they got home to start bitching at each other for messing up? No. No. During the commercials, but people would say things like, hey, I don't know how you think you're getting home, but you're not riding with us. You know, to their family members, they would turn on them right in the middle. Oh, that's the dumbest question anybody ever said in the history of the family feud. You know, they would just go right after each other. It was really amazing. Um, you know, you know, people got so nervous because, you know, you think you really would be good at it. But the when the lights come on you and there's an audience there and I'm I'm pressuring you for an answer, people get pretty they get pretty nervous. 
Oh, absolutely. I, I, I can only imagine if my family went on there, though, it would never air because just ugly, ugly things would happen. I'm yeah, that's like <laughs> performance anxiety. You know, Mrs. Goodman, I always knew something like that would happen on a TV. You know there's something else going on behind the scenes. That's cool to have somebody who was on the inside tell us. Yeah, but, you know, I, uh, Louis Anderson seems like such a nice, sweet man. I hope Spud didn't annoy him too much. Oh, no, I don't think we annoyed him at all. Well, it's music time again. First up is something from years ago. How about sub pop recording artist Shona Knife and their song One Day of the Factory and then we have a great local band Trees and Timber with Good is in the Graveyard let's rock somebody hit play
Stay tuned for more of the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. Welcome back to the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. Now, this is a segment, Ms. Goodman, where we do the clip of the week. And this week, we were like taking apart the Sarah Palin channel that she has her own, oh. she has her own channel. Can you believe that? That is, is so current. I am so proud of my boy for oh, he's, he's scheduling something like this. Yeah, with Sarah Palin. This has sort of been a Sarah Palin episode. It works out well. Hello, hello, and welcome to a new project. This is a news channel. This is this is this is a news channel that really is a lot more than a lot more than a lot more than news. This is the community. 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 Are you tired of the media filters? Well, 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 I am on my terms. Most importantly, I want you to talk directly to me, the powers that be. That's what I'm most anxious, anxious, anxious about. We'll go around all that. We'll also share some of the fun that goes on in the Palin household and a lot of our adventures in the great outdoors, trying to just get us from point A to point B. And believe me, it is fun. The fun that goes on in the Palin household and believe me, it is fun. The fun that goes on in the Palin household. And believe me, it is fun. The fun that goes on in the Palin household. And believe me, it is fun. The fun that goes on in the Palin household. And believe me, it is fun, fun, fun. Some of the events that we're so blessed to participate in. You can watch our channel right here on your computer. Right here, right here, right here on your computer. Together, let's live life vibrantly, purposefully, and boldly. She was a man they wouldn't pick on her so much. Oh, holy cow. Can you believe she has her own internet channel? You can watch her, Sarah Palin? Well, I might just to check it out. I mean, I don't want to be all one-minded that I can't think of both sides well, I'm open of anything. Sometimes I think she's the anti-Christine or something. Well, you know, she's out there doing her thing. I respect that. I'll give her that, but she opens her mouth. See, I love to say things like that because everybody's so sure and the media's just made her sort of a target of one way. So whether I agree or not, I love to take the other side. You know, I, I think if Sarah Palin ever becomes president, she should make Charlene Green her secretary of agriculture. Yeah. You know that reporter that just quit live on air uh-huh, up there? Uh-huh. Yeah, she would definitely be good with for their agriculture. Definitely. Would. I, I have a friend who, who's an anchorman in, in uh, that market on another station. So. Really? You have a friend? Yeah, yeah who actually, who, who does this for a living. Well, you know something? I, I wouldn't say anything too much about anyone at this point putting them into one word. So why don't we get back to the music and start off with swimming and their Super. song, Some Dreams Do Come True. And then we have another Northwest band, the F. King Eagles version of this end of the world.
First, we're going to listen to like a little bit of Larry the Cable Guy, the interview we did with him. Oh, yes. Yeah. He's the cable guy. What is he a hunk? He, he, he always comes in a four-hour block, though. But did the son I almost died giving birth to try and get his digits for his lonely single mother? No, he did not. Nice, huh? Maybe we go call her ID, but let's hear the clip. Let me segue to this. Larry, you were on 60 Minutes, uh, just like presidents and major newsmakers. Did you pinch yourself when you watched your segment later when you got home? And I'm like, what the hell am I doing on the show with people that are generally on the front <laughs> yeah, page? Yeah, that was pretty cool. I mean, it's not every day, you know, Bob Simon shows up for Chicago, but it yeah. was... Uh, it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. You know, Bob Simon told me. I didn't know what kind of a thing they were going to do on it, but he had told me when he showed up, I asked him, too. I asked him why he picked me, and he said uh, uh, he was in the Gulf War. He was uh, captured, you know, and thought he was going to die, and he said that the thing that kept him alive was going over comedy routines in his head and he said that he's a fan of all kinds of comedy but he said that uh, he got a copy of some of my early stuff way back in the day and he said that he was always a fan of my he liked my style and jokes Mm -hmm. he said I was one of them guys that he was sitting in a in a prison in sitting in a little jail cell there and uh, going over jokes to keep him alive. He said some of my stuff was some of the stuff that he used to think about and quote in his head. So Wow. Yeah, that's got to be pretty cool for Larry the Cable Guy. I mean, the Bob Simon, like, Used him to like maintain his sanity when he is in a prison. No, well, yeah, especially talking to Spuddy, who maintained his sanity too. Well, I'm I, really happy to see that. I'm, I'm just, I'm really upset right now. What's wrong? I, I, I. It sounds like Larry got into my bag. What? Oh, it did kind of sound like that, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, I don't, I, I, thought, I don't appreciate that, man. You, you can ask first, man, and I'll be happy to share. But I didn't know that he got into it. And that's because you have such a big heart on one. Well, it's because I got such a big bag too. But well, that, yeah. 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 So, how did he get it? Did you did did, did you fax it to him or what? Did uh, you know? Well, you know, me and me and Larry go way back, man. This is Larry the Cable Guy from Tacoma Power, right? Yeah, I, I I knew him back when he was Lawrence the Broadband Fellow before he kind of you know. Yeah, 
Huh. Well, he's got a smart head to go out and make a living doing what he's doing. What do you got next for us, Mom? What'd you ask me? What, what, do, you, what do you have next for us here? Soup? Do you have, well, do you have more Rice Krispie treats? Because I why really don't we get go back for to more some of those. More music. First up is a band from Minneapolis, The Blind Shake with Porto Alegre. And then we have the late comb over with Me, I Hate Everything. Let's do it!
Rice Krispies. You're listening to the Spugman Post Show Report with Sapphola Goodman, her famous Rice Krispies now treats, the Rice Cody Krispies. Foster Army Chick Hunter, me, David Brenneman, on one, our intern, and Sapphola's famous Rice Krispie treats. Rice Krispies. Okay, I have something I want to say, and this is to everyone in the studio and those listening. You go ahead and say it. By this time, next year, I fully plan to be the most powerful manager in rock and roll. I look at Malcolm McLaren and say, why not me? Super. He's dead now, so there is an opening to be the one to find the next Sex Pistol or Bow Wow Wow. I mean, why not me? You can do it. I think that I will. Okay. Enough about me. Let's no. Return. Let's talk some more about you. Yeah, okay, okay. 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 No. No. Oh, if you really no. Okay. Let's return to the music and start off with Seattle band The Pickets and their version of Baba O'Reilly, and then we have the late Mother Love Bone yes. with Lady Godiva Boo. Yes. Out here in the field, I find for my.
once again, here is your mistress of ceremonies, Saffola Goodman, and her uh, world-famous Rice Krispie Treats. Oh, yeah. Listen, Rice Krispie Treats are right crisping and crisping tonight because you guys really rocked it. You looked great. You sounded great. But let me ask you something. Uh-oh. Do you think we could do a little bit of something about the attire? Oh. I, I mean, uh, Dave over there. Like, uh, on the drums, I could see you in a sleeveless, black, wonderful top. How about a Speedo bathing suit? Super. Mm. Oh, you know. With flames on it. It depends. <laughs> I like that, too. But you know something? I like the w- way you guys look tonight. You are hot because you really get into your music. I want to see Cor- uh, uh, Takata get into a corset. Yeah. yeah. I do, too. Cool. We got him in Spanx, but... Well, you know, Ooh. I'd even like to see okay. some sort of... Uh, Topless look. I wouldn't mind that. Come you know, down. chest rippling. Cody and Dave are always good for that. We're always yeah. topless at shows. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you can get those muscles rippling and sing oh. along and doing your stuff like that. She hasn't seen us. I know. I would like up. it. Anybody no would like it. Because I'm a top-rate manager. You know, I want to bring in this top-rate group that you are. I see a future for us. What do you see in your future here? You, me, that pretty blouse, your face. Ooh. Yeah. And the Dave's following. The Dave's right they're always there. I love well, this. I thought we'd only be talking about the music. But you know something? Let's try and squeeze one more song in tonight. How about the Divine Comedy with Life on Mars? It's a god awful small affair to the girl with the mousy hair. But her mommy is yelling no. And her daddy has told her to go But her friend is nowhere to be seen As she walks through a sunken dream To the seat with the clearest view And she's hooked on a silver screen But the film is a saddening bore For she's lived it ten times or more She could spit in the eyes of fools as they ask her to focus on sailors Fighting in the dance hall Oh man, look at those cavemen go It's the freakiest show Take a look at the For fame, cause Lennon's on sale again. See the mice in their million hordes, from Ibiza to the Mjorkif broads. Rule Britannia is out of bounds, to my mother, my dog, and clowns. But the film is a saddening bore, cause I wrote it ten times before. It's about to be written again As I ask you to focus on the sailors Fighting in the dance hall Oh man, 
Well, you know, guys, I am so buzzed by tonight's performance. I can see the future here. And you know what? We're going to have to come up with a list. You know, a chick might know something about this. You know, things that we need in our dressing room. And they'll say anything you want. What do you think, Chick? Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's part of the whole contract thing. You put it in there, you ask for it, and they have to do it. And that way you know the paying attention to your contract. Okay, guys. What do you want to see in your room? I would love to see a Mexican Han Solo blow-up doll with a pet Chihuahua Chewy. Hola. (laughs) Wow. Don't they all have that? Can I get a dozen? Can I get a dozen Fabergé eggs boiled in perfume? That that'd be good. Yeah. Oh well, you guys are going to have to be able to take off your shirts for that one. I'll do, do it. it. I'll do it. Shirts are always off. Shirts are Super pretty much optional off. for me. Yeah. Okay, Cody. What would you like? Uh, you know about pulled pork. What? I like pulled pork. Yeah. Pulled pork. Super. Yeah, that's disgusting. I think we could arrange that. I can never decide if I want like the Texas barbecue or if I want the Kansas City barbecue. Well, you can put on whatever you want. Oh. I may be a little entertainment for us or you guys in the back uh, studio while I'll you're waiting it. to go on. I'll shake okay. it. Are, are you sure you guys don't want just like a bowl full of the green Mike and Ikes? No. Yes. Yeah. Well, maybe. Yeah. Turn it into jello and, and we can wrestle in it. And, and, always with the green on and, one. And can well, I, can uh, I join I you in the green room one. then, please? <laughs> you can. And maybe yes, you can. Rice Krispie Treats. More Rice Krispie Treats. Yeah, Rice Krispie Treats. Served by Zoe Deschanel. champagne. In a Chanel dress. Okay, now uh, I need to wrap this up right now as we are just about out of time. Guys, anything you want to say? We love it here. Thanks for having us. Always. Let's end this thing with a little ditty from Alfred E. Newman called It's a Gas. Toodles. Toodles. We love you too. Good night. Toodles, you all. Love you guys. Love you all. Super.
Spud Goodman Post Show Report is written and directed by Spud Goodman. Produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Productions. Executive producer, Lori Madsen. Audio engineer, On One, at the facilities of NWCZ Radio. Audio highlights, Derek Schneider. Our intern is Trent Botello. Theme music composed and performed by Brian J. Martin. Copyright 2014, Spud Goodman Productions. David Brenneman speaking. Be sure to tune in next week at this time for another adventure in broadcast forensics on the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. Thank you.